Welcome to Dreamful Podcast, bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start off this episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporter, Sarah. Thank you so much for your contribution, Sarah, and I hope you have the sweetest of dreams. If you would also like to help support Dreamful, please visit dreamfulstories.com where you can find info about the show and on the donation page there's a link to become a patreon subscriber or make a one-time donation to the show the music in this episode is by steve dixon from indiana steve is a fellow podcaster and a great musician i am so thankful that he collaborated with me on this episode Steve's podcast is for a mature audience, where he interviews musicians and anyone who has anything to do with the music industry. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, I have put links in the show notes to his podcast and also to his email if you would like to get a hold of him. In this episode, I'm telling you the American tall tale of John Henry. There is much speculation that John Henry could have been a real person, and in recent years, there has been new evidence to support this. I really hope that is true, because John Henry sounds like an amazing person who valued hard work and took care of others who were in need. So, snuggle up in your blankets, and have sweet dreams. When John Henry was just a baby, he was sitting on his father's knee. He picked up a piece of steel and a hammer and said, a hammer will be the death of me. John Henry was born in a time when the American Civil War had ended freeing those who were enslaved. From a young age, he worked hard for his family, and soon was hired by the railroad company. By the age of ten, he worked from dawn until dusk. He would stop and listen to the sound of a train far away, and told his family, I am going to be a steel driver someday. By the time John Henry was a young man, he was one of the best steel drivers in the country. He could work for hours without missing a beat. Some say he used a hammer that weighed more than 30 pounds, and he worked so fast that sparks would fly as his hammer hit steel. While working for the railroad, John Henry met a woman named Polly Ann. She was also a steel driver and was just as strong and fast as any of the working men. Soon the two were married and had a son. Mm -hmm. 
The railroad company asked John to lead workers on a project to extend the railroad into the Allegheny Mountains. The workers made good progress on the project until they neared Big Bend Mountain in West Virginia. The company's owners said the mountain was too big to build a railroad around it, so they needed about a thousand steel drivers to tunnel into the mountain. That July was the hottest month that had ever been seen. Many workers became tired and weak in the heat. John Henry was concerned that they might lose their jobs, so he picked up their hammers and began doing their work too. He worked day and night, rarely stopping to eat. The men thanked John Henry for his help. He just smiled and said, "A man ain't nothing but a man." He has just got to do his best. One day, a salesman came to the work area with a new drilling machine powered by steam. He said it could drill holes faster than twelve men working together. The railroad company planned to buy the machine. If it worked as well as the salesman said, the railroad boss said to the salesman, "I have the best steel driver around. His name is John Henry, and he can beat more than twenty men working together." The salesman, however, did not believe what the boss claimed. So they agreed to a race. If the machine could drill faster than John Henry, they would replace all the workers with it. John Henry told the man, "I'd die before I let your machine replace these working men." On the day of the big event, everyone came to Big Bend Mountain to watch. Even early in the day, the sun was burning hot. The competition began. John Henry kissed his wife, picked up his hammer, and started swinging. At first, the steam-powered drill worked two times faster than he did. Then he picked up a second hammer. And with both hands, started to catch up to the steam drill. In the mountain, the heat and dust were so thick that most men would have had trouble breathing. The crowd shouted as clouds of dust came from inside the tunnel, and they heard what sounded like the mountain breaking. However, it was only the sound of the steam drill halting to a stop. The crowd cheered when the broken-down machine was pulled from the tunnel. It had only drilled nine feet deep, but John Henry was fifteen feet into the mountain. Polly Ann urged John Henry to stop, but he kept digging deeper into the darkness. 
Jean was too strong for his own good. And with one final swing, his heart burst. In an instant, John Henry fell down with a hammer still clutched in his hand. There was a terrible silence as Polly Ann ran to him. I beat them, he said with a smile. Then he took his last breath. The workers carried John's body from the mountain. They buried him near the house where he was born, and crowds of people gathered to honor the late John Henry. From that day forward, as the railroad workers swung their hammers, they sang a new song, the Ballad of John Henry. Thank mm-hmm. you.